Welcome to the Brand the Interpreter podcast. I am your host, Mireya Perez, and this platform is dedicated to sharing the stories of language professionals, that is, the interpreters and translators from around the world. This show aims to highlight not just the profession, but mainly the people behind the amazing work. These are your stories about our profession, and this is the Brand the Interpreter podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Liberty Language Services, here today to bring you a big announcement. Liberty Language Services is excited to announce the launch of its sister company, the Academy of Interpretation, an online education and learning platform for the language services industry. The AOI's mission is to expand access to educational courses while establishing a standard of quality and professionalism. The Academy of Interpretation was founded to address the widespread problem of untrained interpreters working in the field. The AOI offers professional accredited courses for interpreters and serves as a platform for organizations to refer their interpreters for training. The Academy of Interpretation is offering Brandy Interpreter listeners a 10% discount on all courses using the discount code AOI10BTI. This code cannot be combined with any other discounts. But check out the episode notes for more information about the Academy of Interpretation. Liberty Language Services is a woman and minority-owned language services company that recently celebrated 10 years of providing language access services, and they're currently hiring freelance interpreters for a variety of languages. To find out more about Liberty or to apply, check out the episode notes. Welcome back to another episode of the Brand the Interpreter podcast. Thank you for joining me today. If this is your first time here, thank you so much. However, whichever way you ended up on this podcast, thank you for listening and tuning in and supporting the podcast. I have a special episode today to share with you guys. Not too long ago, a young lady showed up in my DMs on Instagram, and she was simply asking for advice on becoming an interpreter. She was yet to graduate high school, and she was on her way to training. She wanted to go immediately into training and then to begin her certification process, medical certification process. Well, this young lady, months later, uh, ended up circling back Uh, she kept, you know, she kept me updated uh, with her milestones along the way and eventually ended up making a uh, full circle coming back and asking if I would be interested in being on an Instagram live with her on her Instagram platform. This young lady's name is Miriam Andrade with the Instagram handle at medium.interprets. So I joined Miriam on Instagram Live and we had just a great fun conversation. Since the interview did take place on Instagram, the quality of the audio isn't the best. So I apologize if there are moments where uh, you miss the audio or a phrase is missed because the audio is so low. Uh, it is poor quality, but hopefully still uh, you get the majority of it and you enjoy this special episode. If you get the opportunity, head on over to Instagram and follow medium at medium.interprets on Instagram. Thank you again, medium, for the opportunity and continue doing your thing. So... Without further ado, here's me.
But hello, everyone. Thank you for joining. I'm so excited that we have a special guest here with us today. We have Ms. Mireya Perez. I'm excited for this conversation that we're going to have. Can you hear me? Yes. I don't know if this is going to work, Miriam. <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> this whole Instagram live thing is too new school for me. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully everything goes well. But thank you so much for being here. I am so happy that you're here. Um, as many of you know, we have Mireya Perez here with us. For me, she's been a great mentor. So I'm so happy that she's here. Um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself before we begin. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the invitation, first and foremost. Uh, it's always such an honor and a privilege to be a part of anything in the interpreting community. Um, and then I'd also like to add that I'm super proud of you, right? From uh, the questions how to get started to now this and building your own little community, I think is amazing. So kudos to you uh, for not just asking the right questions, but also following the advice. So just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Hi everyone, Thank my you. name is Mireya Perez. I am a uh, Spanish interpreter specializing in the field of now K through 12 education. But I did begin my journey as a professional interpreter, uh, as a certified medical interpreter back in the day. So, uh, yeah, no, just glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Mireya. Well, I have a few questions prepared, which I did share with you. So we're going to go ahead and get started. And if anybody else has any other questions, feel free to comment them and we'll try our best to get to them. So my first question that I have for you is, what made you want to pursue a career in interpreting? Yeah, I feel like I'm on Jeopardy or something. It's usually me on the <laughs> other side. Um, mm -hmm. You know what? It was a it was a uh, false belief that led me to pursue uh, working in the interpreting field, and that belief was the fact that all I had to offer was a second language. And so how could I uh, not just utilize it, but refine it and improve it and use it to give back to the community and also in a way that um, could pay the bills. So to be quite frank, I just I just thought at such a young age compared to now uh, that all I really had to offer was was another language. And so I, I sought to pursue how to improve at it uh, because I grew up speaking Spanish uh, with my family. So, um, you know, it was a uh, bi well, bilingual in the sense that I would come home with the English language. But, uh, you know, my, my dad was pretty strict with regards to me using English in the home, although he was bilingual. Um, so, yeah, it was just, you know, really growing up with that uh, mother language, with that mother tongue uh, in the household being Spanish and then seeking to improve it and and doing it in a way that was professional. So I didn't want to be necessarily tagged or continue working as a bilingual staff member. I really wanted to be like the mentors, like the people that I looked up to and, um, you know, not just be professional, but look professional and uh, yeah, and just and just pursue it from that angle. And to be quite honest, I think that it was uh, I was looking at more of the legal uh, interpreting field. Uh, when I first made my decision that I was going to go uh, and do interpreting professionally. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So um, I saw it as an opportunity to refine and improve and truly become a professional. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like we always tend to talk about this. And I know, you know, our topic for today is the story behind your podcast. And I feel like this is something you ask all your guests on every episode, you know, what they saw themselves being when they were growing up. So it's really cool to hear your side of that. <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the next question I had, which is kind of what you ta- touched on in the beginning with your introduction, but how long have you been working as an interpreter? Uh, professionally, as a trained interpreter, a little bit over 10 years now. Um, but as I mentioned, I did, I did do it as an untrained bilingual staff member. So I worked for mm-hmm. a school district back in the day um, before becoming a, a full-time interpreter in education. And mm-hmm. um, I definitely, I definitely was utilized in that capacity, uh, for the most part with the families that, that were utilizing the service there. So there was like a, like a health clinic um, mm-hmm. on, uh, on a grant based on a grant uh, at the school site. And that's where I, that's where I started working. Go figure later on, I become a certified medical interpreter, right? But at the time it didn't Mm -hmm. exist. Like the certification didn't exist. I didn't even know interpreting could be a profession at that point. So, um, so untrained, you know, I was definitely being utilized in that capacity solely, Um, you know, but I wasn't, I wasn't deemed an interpreter, nor was it a position in the school district. It was simply bilingual stuff. I happened to speak the language that was addressing the need of the families and the demographics at that time. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so if you count that time, it's been longer than 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. But if you just count, you know, once, once I received my training and I knew better, then yeah, it's, it's a little bit shy <laughs> of 10 years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's amazing. So props to you. <laughs> I know so what now- I was myself into. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, in the end, it was a good thing. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, no doubt about that. Definitely. Um, so now the most important question of all is what made you start your podcast? Ah, the podcast. <laughs> I, there were so many different things with the podcast that made me start the podcast. I, I mean, I, I can't just really pinpoint it to one thing. It, it really was... I think an explosion of, of situations and circumstances at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. I tend to talk a lot in the podcast with the guests about um, opportunities presenting themselves. And sometimes we create the opportunities for ourselves. And so I think mm-hmm. it was kind of a combination of the two. I was in a, I was in a space at a time in my career where I really felt the need that I wanted to tap into other language professionals and I didn't want to wait for the conferences, number one. Number two, sometimes I couldn't afford to go out to these conferences. I mean, let's face mm-hmm. it, sometimes I still can't, you know, so it, it takes money, it takes time and I couldn't necessarily go out there. But I mm-hmm. wanted to tap into the minds of these professionals. Remember when I said when I started my journey, I, I, I strive to be like the professionals that I saw, right? Like the people that I admired and I looked up to. Um, so, so in my mind, I'm thinking like, what would it take um, in order for me to be able to, to tap into them? If I send them an email and say, hey, can I just ask you a couple of questions, you know, and they don't know me from Adam, chances are they probably would have been like, maybe, I don't know. But in my mind, right, I created this whole story that they would be like, 
who is this woman, right? I don't <laughs> potentially even say no to me. So that, that was the whole creation in my mind. Now I know better. And I know that, the, that, that all the professionals that are out there, if you ask them questions, if you're seeking to improve, nine out of 10, nine out of 10, they're going to respond in a welcoming way, in an encouraging way. Um, and they have absolutely no problems mentoring you. But going back to your question, I created this whole story that that's it, nobody would want to talk to me. So what if I created a platform where I could talk to people? Um, I like maybe, you know, maybe, maybe not. Um, I do have a, um, a degree in communications. And so in addition to that, I wanted to utilize a lot of the skill sets. I had a lot of ideas, a lot of questions. And, you know, truth be told, I was at the gym <laughs> when, <laughs> when this idea came to be. So I always encourage everyone, if you're one of those that ideas don't come quickly, go run on a treadmill for a little bit and feel like you're close to dying. Right? <laughs> you're so out of breath. And then something will flash before you and I, that might be your next best idea. So um, mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened. You know, I was at the gym and I'm, I'm a fan of podcasts in itself. And I kid you not, I, I simply heard, uh, what about a podcast? And so, you know, I repeated it like, what about a podcast? Like, I'm like telling myself, what a great idea. Like, that's, that's when they say, like, it's okay to talk to yourself. And when you start responding to yourself, you know, you've gone nuts. So I may have gone nuts and you know, went on a whim and started a podcast simply to tap into the minds of the, the incredible professionals out there. That, that was really all it was, to be honest. Yeah. I like that you working out and being at the gym was where inspiration struck you. To take, to, yeah. To, um, I was dying. <laughs> Before I go, let me do one last good thing. You're like, I'm going to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's great. I feel like that's just such, uh, like you were mentioning, it's sometimes just inspiration strikes at the most randomest time. But, and, you know, it ended up something being something great, which is amazing. So, yes, I think someone asked what was the name of the podcast and Alex um, from INT Lounge Hi, answered. <laughs> he answered that question for us, but it's Brand the Interpreter yeah. podcast. You can find it on Spotify and anywhere where you can listen to a podcast. Um, but, yeah, that's just so cool. I, I love listening to it all the time when I get a chance to. It's I rarely listen to podcasts, but I just really love yours and how you're you're a great person to interview others like I feel like you ask really good questions and you kind of just let them explain themselves and really well and it's like a really nice flow of conversation it doesn't really feel like an interview it just feels like a simple conversation with somebody you've known forever and maybe in the, in certain circumstances maybe it's not someone you know for a really long time but yeah. It, no. it feels like, yeah. yeah, it feels like you do. So I think that's so great. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. No, and you're absolutely right. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, I met via their guest form and that's about it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the curiosity piece, I think, that 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 leads, uh, you know, it's it's truly wanting to know more about the professional on the other side of the screen. So um, mm -hmm. and allowing them the opportunity to tell their story. That's always my thing is uh, it's called brand the interpreter with with the component of branding in mind. 
Um, it has nothing to do with, you know, uh, hot steel or anything like that. No one's getting branded after that. Um, you know, but, but everything to do with communications and branding and promoting the profession by, uh, sharing the stories of the people that are behind the scenes, the people that are actually doing the work rather than others telling our story for us, right? You've got people that, uh, that know of it and create these random stories of, of how we work or how our work, what our work entails. And I wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. Like I wanted to hear the stories of the professionals, their difficulties, their challenges, how they overcame them, because their story could be my story. And if they might have gone through something already that could in, in, in the future help me, why not listen to that and, and try to figure out how to best approach it my way, but with the conversations or the stories, remembering the stories of other professionals that have already gone through the stuff. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really just an organic conversation. It truly is. So thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. Of course. Um, and Ana Garcia also mentioned that she commented the amazing presentation thing is how much you identify with the guests too. And I totally would like to touch on that. I feel like um, for me personally, like, or anybody else just starting out, certain things could feel really stressful or complicated and that we're not going to be able to do it, which we've talked about multiple times, but just hearing other interpreters or colleagues um, discuss how they started out and how they felt and you realizing that's how you feel or like they understand what you're feeling in that moment is just mm-hmm. so great. Mm-hmm. So having mm-hmm. your podcast to be able to to connect with others that way is like great. So I totally agree with what she said. That warms my heart. I really do. And coming from such a uh, uh, the young generation, the, the new generation of language professionals like yourself uh, and like many others that have contacted me that I know you guys are young professionals out there and and not just interested already in, in, in learning the profession, but in doing it the right way and receiving that training and networking and connecting um, and hearing the conversations of others and the recommendations of other people. I think that that in itself is incredible on your guys's end, you know, like our job, I think of, you know, the, the, the older generation is really to, to leave the, those footprints, right? They say that success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. And really, for me, what that means is the people that have already done the things that I would like to get done, and they leave behind a trail of what they've done, so that we can tap into, you know, the same thing and be able to say, okay, they did it this way, I'm going to follow some of these steps their way, but then I'm also going to infuse uh, my uniqueness, right, my mm-hmm. my characteristic, my personality in it, and make it my way, right, we're not robots either. So we're not going to get programmed. But to be able to listen to, uh, to other professionals and know that, um, that darn, like they're going through challenges too. You know, like you think like, oh, they've got it made. And and then you find out like, no, they get scared too right before, you know, an assignment or they get nervous when it's something that's mm-hmm. very complicated or shoot, they trip up too, right? They're, yeah, the, the term doesn't come to mind or things like that. And it makes, it humanizes is what it does, the experience. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is golden. For me, at least, you know, that in itself is golden. So to be able to leave that behind for the next generation of language professionals, I mean, I I feel it's such an honor and a privilege. So who knows how long the podcast and the guests will stay, you know, like <laughs> out there in the universe floating around. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be grandma maybe by the time that <laughs> that other people are like, oh, I just I just found your podcast. And I'm like, what? I'm retired. <laughs> maybe. 
we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, my next question I had for you is what what's your favorite thing you've been able to do or accomplish through your podcast? Um, having a little bit more faith in myself, I'd say would be the number one thing. Um, remember going back to the story of I was I it was a, a false belief that all I had to offer this world was another language. Mm -hmm. And so I looked into professionalizing that and really uh, um, you know, the refining that. And, um, I mean, other experiences along the way, but I think the podcast has really highlighted that if your intention, if you're, you're well-intended, um, and you really put the effort and the time, you know, and the knowledge and, and practice and everything into refining that craft, the outcome is amazing. And I think for me, you know, it's not, it's not in the millions of downloads, right? Um, but for me, it's those unique experiences and the unique conversations that I get to have with another human, especially uh, in the times that we're currently living in, which is insane, um, knowing that we were secluded for such a long time. And I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I would... I would say I'm an introvert. Definitely. I'm an introvert. Um, this is my, my first Instagram live. <laughs> I am not, I'm not good at video. I don't feel comfortable in video. I, I think I've shared that, you know, for those of you, uh, if anyone here that's been following me for a while, you guys know that video is just not my thing. I don't feel natural in video. Um, but when in, when the whole thing started, when the pandemic started, um, I suddenly felt like I needed to connect with the person on the other screen. So on the other side of the screen. So when I first started, it was like audio only. This is mm -hmm. how uncomfortable I am with video. I'm like audio only. You don't need to turn your camera on. Right. And it was mainly for two things. Number one, I didn't want to feel anxious because, you know, it was the first time I was interviewing people and to have to think that the camera was on. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm over here thinking about stuff, pondering things that they're saying, looking at my notes. And I was like, that's going to be so awkward. Right. So I'm like, well, just audio only. It's just a podcast. And then mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I, I'd say maybe like five episodes in, I really couldn't remember like what guest it was pandemic hit and everything's closed down and stuff. And it was just like, how am I having these deep connections and conversations with the guest during these times? They're still saying yes. And I've got. So <laughs> at some point I just like, I like, I just sucked it up and got courageous. And I was like, yeah, turn the camera on <laughs> and the camera went on and it hasn't turned off since <laughs> like all of my, all of my podcasts now are uh, they're recorded with the camera on now. And it's just been, you know, that um, that amazing connection from human to human. And um, and, you know, it was crazy is that uh, so, you know, a year and a half or so into the podcast mm -hmm. and then I go to the ATA, right, the conference. So I'm at the American Transitors Association. Where was it in uh, Minneapolis mm -hmm. you know, uh, this past year? And that feeling of walking by someone that recognizes you right and and is like Mireya and I'm like oh my gosh what's happening right now and <laughs> and it was them seeing me like on camera from that was for me that was insane because I'm I'm a newbie at the ATA conference and it's my first time presenting there and um heck it was my first time there period and so um you know that perhaps 
would not have happened had my camera been off. So yeah, definitely stepping outside my comfort zone, trying these new things and just the amazing results from having done that. I think, I don't know, I can't speak, I can't speak any better of, of the experience. You guys need to go out there and step outside your comfort zone. That's all I'm saying, because as long as you're not causing harm to anyone else, the results are like tenfold in a positive way. Yeah, I feel like that's great advice because I feel like at, at times we all feel that way, that we don't really want to, you know, do something new or try something else because, you know, we're so used to certain things or doing things a certain way. But sometimes when we do, you know, try or like you mentioned yourself, like now when you when you tried something different, you saw the the positive outcome. So that's great. It's really great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I was, uh, I've been at a, uh, today, today, this week has been nuts, but today I closed <laughs> off the day. Well, I'm closing off the day with you guys that, you know, thank you for that. But <laughs> at the school side, I closed it off at a, a career, uh, um, uh, what was it called? A career fair, right? Like at a, at a middle school. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, like I kudos to those teachers and their patience with, you know, middle school students, because, you know, the, the kids are just not, they're not engaging. And, and what was sad was to hear the teacher say that they've, they come back with a different type of student because of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. um, that that's scary because if, if it was hard to engage a student in, in something that could potentially be their career in the future, in future, imagine now, right? Like, so if I could reach out to them and say, um, Try try new things, guys. Like get out there and try something different and see if maybe potentially you'd be interested in that. You never know. Like I, I wish I could do that. If there was one thing I'd like to program in a mind, if I could, I'd program try something new. <laughs> in code. Yeah. Uh well, I think we don't if anyone I just wanna put that out there before I forget to mention it again. If anyone has any other questions, feel free to add them in the comments. Um, what did I say that scared you, Alex? Why is that? What What is that about? <laughs> what did I scare you about? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Maybe he'll answer. Um, but the next question I have might that I have for you might be a little hard. So, do you have a favorite? <laughs> do you have a favorite episode you've recorded for your podcast <gasps> so far? That is a hard one. You know, I, I, I'm inclined to say, I'm not going to name who it is because then they're going to know they're my favorite. But um, I'm inclined to say that it was the person that, um, oh, Alex. Oh, we got to talk. Yes, Alex, <laughs> that's true. Um, there's, a, there's a couple. There's a couple of favorites. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why there are a couple of favorites because they're not afraid to tell their story, right? Um, mm-hmm. The more open they are about them as individuals and about the challenges that they've encountered in the profession, I feel like the better my questions get because I get more curious, right? Mm-hmm. I want to go a little deeper in that conversation. And um, there's been a couple of, of occasions where people talk about 
their their fears and how they overcame them and give us perfect examples. There's been um, super funny ones too, where you know people have shared funny moments. Uh, you guys might uh, remember uh, the one with the team interpreters. If you if you've listened to that, the team interpreters talked about uh, having to interpret behind the bar because there was a technical difficulty where they were. And so um, they were in a political, like it was a political conference, you know, and it, it was actually for Biden that they were interpreting for. And they were like having to like, you know, get up and scramble and all that stuff. And the, the most funniest thing, which was they ended up behind a bar and I'm like, like free drinks <laughs> kind of bar, you know, so um, that was a favorite. And then, um, and then, then some other deep, you know, deep stories, deep conversations that really were like, wow, you know, I, I could not be more grateful for someone that really opens up and, and, and it's not it, they tell it in a way that is not, um, you know, it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. It's just, it's, it's organic. It's real. And, and that's pretty, it's not staged. It's not practice. It's, very organic mm -hmm. and I think those are my those are definitely my favorite because I really get to inquire right it, it makes me genuinely curious and uh, and I feel that it's more relatable when mm -hmm. people are that that deep and that open in their conversations so yeah for sure Dr. Chavez Alex says <laughs> Dr. Chavez is like this is deep I didn't even know what to ask him I think his was too deep Alex to be honest <laughs> Yeah, like he he just he went in there like I was starting to feel like I was that the one that drank the Kool-Aid. Like he made me feel <laughs> Yeah. No, I I feel like that's I agree too because you could definitely tell in the episodes like how just organic and natural they sound like just, you know, just saying their stories and their experiences which is, you know, what it is for that your whole podcast which is really great and what another thing i love about it so yeah if anyone hasn't listened to her podcast definitely go listen to it <laughs> you're missing out and it's not because it's my podcast it's because it's the, the stories of true interpreters out there so yeah um someone i think asked a question so they said what is a good study source for interpreting in educational settings uh, I need help. I'm scrambling to find interpreters for our board meeting. We have a staffed Spanish interpreter, but we need Korean, Farsi, and Arabic. Plus, we have a slew of IEP meetings coming up, most of them in exotic languages. I'm calling everywhere. I know what we need. I'm at the perfect translation agency at OCDE's Interpreters and Translators Conference, Certified Interpreting Services. They offer in-person and virtual services. Certified Interpreting Services? Yes. They're professional, warm, and perfect for our diverse district's needs. How do we contact them? Call or email. It's all on their website, cisinterpreters.com. cisinterpreters.com. That's just what we need. I'm contacting them now. Thank you for calling Seraphab Interpreting Services. This is Jasmine. A study source for what? For educational terminology? Mm. Um, if, it's a, if it's terminology, your best bet of resources is to go out online and uh, look for the glossaries that have already been created by school districts. So I'll name some off the top of my head, but 
you know, you you determine which school districts or offices of education are the are the closest to you. For me, because of my vicinity and demographics, of course, I'm going to go with something that's local. I'm of the belief that um, we shouldn't be reinventing the wheel, that there are professionals that are out there that have already done the work for us. Remember that whole saying, success leaves clues. So if they've already done the work, put in the work and then left it behind for others to not have to do the work and the research, why not uh, honor their work by utilizing the resources that they've already put together? That's my belief. And so um, Orange County Office of Education has an amazing glossary, English to Spanish, and I believe they might have done uh, other uh, uh, languages uh, as well. And that has educational terminology. Uh, the San Diego, uh, uh, San Diego Unified School District has uh, a glossary, educational glossary, English and Spanish, and uh, potentially other languages. Los Angeles Unified School District as well. So it just, it just really depends on uh, what where you're at and um, look for the offices of education or for your nearby large school districts, and they might have already put something together. There's a couple of books out there too. Um, one is like a pocketbook that I referred to a lot, um, that that one is, I'm not gonna remember the titles because I'm horrible with names, um, but Mari, if Mari's here, Mari's shared that book a lot. Um, I believe the, the author's name is Safa. She's one of the professors in San Diego um, um, UCSD. So, um, and he, he, he uh, published a book, a terminology book. That one's my go-to. Um, yep. Yep, that's it. <laughs> I was about to say, is yep. it this one by any chance? It totally is that one. It yeah, this yeah one. that's it. Yeah, that one's a great little resource. It, it's almost like a little pocketbook, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and it, whenever the translators, uh, my colleagues and I are going back and forth on terminology, we we seek out, we, we made decisions as to which ones we were going to use as resources. And so we go to those first. And then if we can't find anything in the context, and uh, in the resources that we, we already have, then, then that's when our le uh, legwork begins in trying to create uh, the translation for whatever we're looking for. There's another, uh, there's another one that is no longer, it's no longer in, uh, being published, uh, and it was for special education specifically. And so that large book, um, oh, who's the author, she's saying? Uh, I'm gonna try and type it. Medium. Yeah, the other one, um, I mean, it, the fact that I'm mentioning it, sorry, it, it, it's no longer being published. Um, I try to get a few copies of them uh, because I happen to know the author of that book too. And uh, I, I was unable to get uh, some of her last uh, copies because I, I wanted to share them out for those, of, to share them out to those of you that are interested in education. And it was for special education. It's a pretty big book. She had acronyms and terminology and all kinds of stuff in there, but um, it's no longer in publish, uh, being published, but we uh, moved it over to an online glossary and it's called HLS for Hola Language Services. And so I don't know how much the membership is for it online, but she, that, I mean, she transferred all the stuff over to the uh, HLS and it's all educational terminology. Um, the author for the special ed book is Leslie Padilla Williams, and she she's the author of that book, and um, she put together that terminology. But like I said, it's no longer being published. I don't know if she I don't know if she put up her last copies on Amazon. You can try it. Uh, I should have had copies for them here, but I don't. Ha I can't show you that one. 
I don't have it, but if you search uh, Ola Language Services, you'll get uh, in the results. You'll you'll see she has her she has her glossary now online. She's gone digital. Fancy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I asked her too why, and she was like, "Why not? <laughs> Everyone's going digital." I'm like, "Oh yeah, good point." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hopefully that answered their question. Gave them a lot of resources. Okay. I hope so. Yeah, hopefully, and if not, let me know. Well, we've come to our last question. Oh, some Gilda, I think, asked a question. Okay, we'll get, we'll do Gilda's question before my question. She said, "Did you get rejections? No, thank you. When you approached anyone to be a guest on your on the podcast." Also, did you have a mentor as you started your podcast? Um, yes, actually, I have gotten rejections. To this day, I still get rejected. <laughs> I think it just comes, you know, it just comes with the territory. Uh, not, not to say that this day and age, I shouldn't get rejected. I'm just saying that even with, with uh, a little bit more of experience under my belt and having refined my invitation and the process, um, and and having established a brand, there there there's still no's uh, that come out. But it, especially earlier, I think um, uh, in the beginning, it was just kind of like I, I wasn't too sure how to approach, especially if it was somebody that's pretty pretty high up there. Um, you know, I I I always strive to to get the one that's probably the most out there you know, Netflix, uh, you know, the, the MMA, the sports, all of that stuff. Like I'm, I'm always striving to get those guys to come, to come and to my little itsy bitsy podcast. Um, (laughs) and so I get yeses and then, and then I get, well, maybe in the future. And then I don't hear from them when I circle back. And sometimes I just don't hear from them at all. They just don't respond to me in my mind. I make up a story that I, I landed in their spam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'll say i landed in their spam but um and that's why they haven't responded but yeah mm-hmm. most definitely i think i think with any time you, you you put yourself out there um it's like anything right you're not going to be my podcast may be disliked uh my flow may be disliked it just it, it's not that it's a bad thing it's just it's not your cup of tea, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and that's totally okay. That's why there's so many different podcasts. That's why for those of you that are thinking about putting out a podcast or putting together a podcast and you haven't decided, (coughs) Alex, just, you know, like it's something that you should consider (laughs) because, you know, it it just, it's, it's not everyone. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. You know, it just really has to do with people's personalities and their likes and their dislikes. Um, So yes. uh, Was it, Gladys? I don't, it says Gilda. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do Instagram live. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it definitely comes with the territory. So that's why you got to continue, you know, going out there and looking and looking and looking for things. And um, eventually you're going to land a yes. And that yes is going to empower you. And that empowerment is going to feel good in the sense that, you know, you, you realize that you can do this, whatever that may be, whatever that may be. If it's not, you know, a podcast necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm always trying to convince everyone to do something that they're probably like, I don't know. I mentioned it once and now she won't leave me alone about it. Um, So yeah, definitely. And then in terms of, of um, the mentors, 
it really depends on who you're asking. Like I had a mentor, uh, uh, maybe they didn't think they were my mentor, but in my mind, they were mentors um, with podcasts. So I, you know, I was always, uh, I used to be during the pandemic, I, I don't have the time for it anymore, but I used to go a lot on um, a different platform, which was um, Clubhouse. And um, this gentleman was was up there all the time talking about the creation of podcasts and, you know, like just giving out different ideas. So I considered that person my mentor. And then I even tapped into, uh, you know, his services later on to get some coaching um, uh, with him. Uh, Business wise, I my mentors, I consider the people whose uh, books I read. So the authors of books that I really appreciate on the business side, on the branding side, on the marketing side. Um, I consider I consider those people mentors because I mean what 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 are mentors doing if not helping to guide you through your journey you know and these authors do that with the intention and the hope um, to help somebody out that potentially is looking for the answers and it's something that they've already done so why not right mm-hmm. um, that would be a mentor as well and then of course I had language professionals that were already well established um, Catherine Allen is one of them. Giovanna Contreras is another. And these ladies, uh, you know, I I only knew them from the internet. Catherine Allen, as a matter of fact, um, when I was going through schooling, I didn't know who Catherine Allen was. I just knew I saw her on a training video that that instructor shared. Mm -hmm. And she was doing the note-taking technique, right? She was doing a consecutive and she was showing or demonstrating the note-taking technique. And I was like, wow. Like, she's amazing, right? Like, I wish I knew where this woman was. Never in my wildest dreams ever did I ever imagine that we were going to cross paths and that she would end up a guest in the podcast, ever. That wasn't even a thought. I just thought she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally found her, thanks to, you know, our our, our web, um, I, I just started following and everything she did, I started following her and whatever she was doing. If she showed up at a conference, I wanted to be there and stuff like that. And so I finally was able to connect with her. So, yeah. That's great. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's me with you. That like, oh, I feel like thank you. we talk all the time and just having you here is like full circle, full circle moment. <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> feel so proud of you. Catherine Allen with the K, uh, with the K coffee mom. <laughs> coffee mom in the hills yeah it's Catherine. it's Catherine with a k she's amazing lovely beautiful human being she's someone else that you know you would think you know like oh what if i ask her and she doesn't even respond oh no she'll totally respond great person well oh alex spelled it out for us thank you thank you yeah. <laughs> um well it is time for my last final question so do you have any advice for new interpreters or upcoming interpreters like myself? Um, so many things, right? Like, um, be like medium. <laughs> <laughs> ask questions. And don't just ask the questions. Follow the advice, you know? Like, especially if it's something that uh, you feel really resonates and connects with you. People are saying you should really consider um, taking this training or going to this conference or tapping into, uh, you know, something uh, specifically that's only going to help improve uh, improve you, then then don't just ask the question, but act on it. You know, no te sirve de nada. It's useless if, if you sit on the information, you know. This person took the time to share with you what they know and what they have. 
you know, with the intention of helping you out to, to help you improve. So act on it. That, that's all it is. Take a step, you know, like sometimes we tend to look at things and we tend to look at it, you know, from the big picture. And when we step back and look at the big picture, it's overwhelming because there's so much to do in order to get to, you know, your destination from point A to point B. And that sometimes deters us from following that path. And from, from my own experience, I can tell you that had I looked at the podcast in that way, I would never have had the opportunity to have spoken to so many wonderful people on, on the podcast. And it's only because I said, okay, today I'm going to learn just what microphones do I need, right? And then once I had that down and I got them and I, you know, YouTube how to use them, blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, I went on to the next step. So mm -hmm. I think for me, it would definitely be if it's if it's only one piece of advice is, you know, go, go out there, ask questions and then take action on those recommendations that were given to you. It's only going to help improve you and make make you better. So that's pretty much it. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for kind words. Um, well, and with that, we come to an end to this conversation, the story behind the brand the interpreter podcast thank you so 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 much for being here and for being such a great mentor to me personally and yeah thank you so much and thank you to everyone thank for joining you. yeah thank you so much medium i really appreciate the invitation and uh, most definitely to everyone that's here um it, it feels a little weird being on the other side but, <laughs> but thank you anyway for showing up and for sharing this evening medium you're doing amazing work and keep it up. You've only just begun. Thank you so much, Mireya. Well, thank you everyone for joining and thank you again for being here and I hope you all have a great rest of your night. Bye. How do I get out of here? Uh-oh. Um, I think when I... <laughs> How do I end the thing? <laughs> I think when I end it. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the very end. If you'd like to connect with me, head on over to the website, brandtheinterpreter.com, and click on the Connect With Me tab. You can also stay connected on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, as Brand the Interpreter, or Mireya Perez on LinkedIn. Till next time.